Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious. We'll be friends. Welcome in, everyone, to Visibilities on this, hopefully in your area anyway, it is here, a beautiful Friday evening. It's 72 degrees here. Sorry, Larry. He just said it's 92 where he is. Yep. Um, (laughs) But it's the beginning of a great weekend ahead for all of us, I hope. And, excuse me, we just thought that, you know, the last few weeks we've been putting together, I've been, you've all been helping me put together the ACB through the years podcast that we're going to be coming up with uh, in probably in another few weeks. It's uh, I've got a lot of recordings from a lot of you and I want to thank you for them. And so I said, you know, it's time just to have some fun. And I was t- talking with some friends recently and we somehow got into remember when, you know, remember those you know what the old TV shows or candy from the past, um, and what someone said. You know what's really a shame is that the young people today, the millennials, and the people that are even younger than that, that have been, um, you know, that are toddlers today, what they're never going to experience that were very commonplace things to us, um, for a number of different reasons. You know, some of it is. We've certainly gotten into safety much more than was the case in the 50s and 60s and such. Uh, I don't know about you, but I remember I was the eldest of four in my family. And there was always a a car bed. Remember car beds? They just had like uh, wire hangers that you hung over the back seat and the front seat. And the baby was in it, or you had the car seats that was, did the same type of thing, and the, and it had a steering wheel in it, and the baby was sitting that in the front seat. Um, I think I don't even remember when those were done away with, but you know they were just it was fun, a lot of fun times, and I think we all had a lot of fun times growing up, and things that we've kind of forgotten about, but we enjoyed some of a few of which are still around. Uh, but a lot really are lost to yesteryear. And, but the more we talked about them that night, the more we said, you know, they really were fun. We all ended up in a really good mood afterward. And, you know, about talking about kids we grew up with in the neighborhood. Now, you know, you have to drive the kids, make a play date and drive the kids somewhere to, play with one other child or you know something like that and it's it's too bad the things that they've lost yes on the other hand they have things that we never even dreamed of 
um, you know, they have their own Zoom platforms these days. They have so many electronic devices. Um, sometimes I'm not sure if they aren't a little bit of a cause of some of the attention deficit disorders because everything changes so quickly now. Uh, but I just want, thought it would be nice to put together an evening where we could all just all talk about remember taking the bus downtown or, um, you know, to the depart, to a local department store. I remember going with my grandmother to, into downtown Boston. But the fun part of it was that, you know, you had to go through the whole Feline's basement thing of shopping and everybody changing in the aisles and crazy stuff like that. When you finished, if you had been good, you went to, for us anyway, it was you went to Bailey's, which had the most incredible hot fudge and ice cream sundaes. And so I would just, I just think it's a great night for us all to chat about things that you remember that were not, not even high points. Some can be high points. Some can just be everyday experiences um, in your in your youth and teen years and such. And so anyone who would like to join in, um, we'd love to chat. Uh, I see that Pam Coffee has her hand up already, and so does Nellie. Um, but actually, I can see they're all coming up very quickly. Anyone who's missing it, let me stop for one second. I, I apologize. I meant to thank Larry Gassman for streaming for us this evening. He has just been wonderful about doing that for us every week. And uh, Desi is here tonight hosting. And I want to thank her for doing that as well. And Desi, could you just remind some of our people who may not know how to raise a hand and how to mute and unmute? I would be delighted. Um, If you are on a PC, to mute and unmute, you will use Command A. And if you wish to raise your hand you will use star six i'm i'm sorry you will mute and unmute with with um command a and you will raise your hand with option y and then um if you are on a smartphone you will um Mute and unmute with the mute and unmute button that is in the lower left-hand corner of your screen. And you will um, raise your hand by using the more button in the lower right-hand corner of your screen and then finding the raise hand option and doing that. And, um, And if you are... On a Mac, you will use Command-Shift-A to mute and unmute, and you will use Option-Y to raise your hand. And if you are on a regular push-button telephone, you will use uh, Star-6 to mute and unmute, and Star-9 to raise your hand. Thank you, 
too. So let's get started because we've got a lot of people that are willing to join in with us tonight. So my first, let me first welcome Nellie to our call. Nellie, you can unmute. Okay, thank you. Um, and hi, everybody. I'm Nellie from Santa Maria, California. And um, I um, didn't have any brothers and sisters growing up, but I had uh, two cousins that, uh, lived with us a lot of the time, a girl cousin and a boy cousin. And I had lots of cousins because uh, my dad uh, was from a family of 10, 10 kids so I had lots of aunts and uncles and consequently lots of cousins. And my mother was from a family of six kids and likewise. So when we would go um, to family gatherings, there were a lot of kids. And we just had so much fun um, just doing everything. One of the things I remember is um, one of my cousins uh, uh, taught me how to ride a bicycle. Of course, my vision I had partial vision at the time, but I couldn't see very far in front of me. So um, so basically, he was telling me, you know, steer to the left, pull it more to the center, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I, I learned how to ride a bicycle with my cousin Billy in New Jersey. So that was a really fun memory. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Pam Coffee. if you can unmute. Yes. Oh, my goodness. There's so many things that I could tell about. One, I faintly remember the car seat uh, that had the steering wheel, the little tiny steering wheel in it. Uh, And one thing that I remember uh, growing up in the Atlanta area is that there were still a few streetcars, otherwise known as trolleys. And one time, my mother and I walked, and it wasn't far, we walked to the um, trolley uh, stop, I get well, you know, like a bus stop, but, but this was where the trolley stopped to pick up passengers. And we got on the trolley and we went downtown to where my father worked and we got off close to his office building or maybe right in front of it. That's been so long. Uh, But we, he met us when he got off work and we went out to, um, a restaurant and had a nice meal. I don't remember what we had. I was probably four at that time. Uh, but I remember that. Uh, I was an only child as well. And unlike Nellie, I don't have that many cousins and not that many who were my age. But what we did have was we moved into a neighborhood when I started first grade. And there were just tons and tons of kids on that street. And, oh, no, you did not have to arrange for a play date. You just went out in the backyard. And in whoever's backyard, something fun was going on. All the kids would join them. And it it was just, it was so much fun. Um, 
And, and the other thing I remember, I'll make this very quick, and I still actually have one of these, but young kids don't know about it. I still have a turntable and record. <laughs> I still and have a lot that, of albums, but I don't have a turntable. <laughs> yeah, the thing actually works. It's a little quirky in its old age, but, you know, so am I. So we make a good team. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the same neighborhood, I think. I think one day uh, we figured out we had 46 kids in our na- in our block. Oh, <laughs> what fun. It was. You know, it's, I grew up in a neighborhood that were, were called two family houses. It's uh-huh. one, downstairs, one downstairs and one up. And uh-huh. a lot of it were families. Like in my, my house, my grandparents, had, my grandfather had had the house built. And he and my grandmother lived downstairs and we lived up. And there was a lot of that in the neighborhood. So it was a very tight family situation as well. And if anybody Mm -hmm. else's mother yelled at you for doing something, it got back to your mother too. (laughs) (laughs) But I thank you for sharing with us this evening. Thank Um, you. Donna Brown. And then Nora, you'll be after Donna. Hello. Hi, how so, are you? Um, okay. Um, I grew up near the Philadelphia area. I actually went to the school for the blind as, as a stu- uh, school-age student. But um, in our neighborhood, um, there was tons of kids. And, and um, of course, I, I have siblings who are blind. But other than that, n- none of the others you know, had visual impairment. But that didn't really matter. Um, I, I was included in the games of tag that were played in the middle of the street um, baseball that was played in the middle of the street, you know, whatever it was. And all my friends knew how to ride a bike. So I was determined I learned how to ride a bike. <laughs> um, I, I, I've always been that way. If somebody else can do it, I can do it too. Um, oh, I remember the fight I had with my parents over riding a bike. <laughs> my eye doctor actually finally gave them, she told them that to let her try. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was very fortunate that I had parents that did not hold me back. Um, but some of the things I really remember, I was always very active. Um, and I remember roller skates with the key that you had to put in to tighten them. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I also remember, and I, 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 I don't even know if this exists anymore. I, don't, I remember jumping up and down on those pogo sticks uh, for hours and, you know, worked on balance. I mean, it was great. Uh, I, anyway, I could go on and on about all, all those kinds pogo of things. Pogo sticks. I had forgotten about the pogo sticks. Yeah. Completely. I, I have no idea if such a creature exists anymore or not. I, I don't know. I don't either. Um, but I haven't what, thought of this. Well, what was neat was we had uh, a lot of those things at the School for the Blind as well. You know, that every day after school, we were basically told we needed to go outside and, you know, do something. They had bikes that we could ride and, you know, uh, of course, playground equipment. But one thing I really remember, and and certainly I don't think exists anymore, but in our neighborhood, you know, you could freely go out and play with with your friends and stuff. And what was really neat, and I miss hearing, was hearing, you know, mothers say, so-and-so, it's time to come home for dinner, you know, yelling up and down the street. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll I'll mute and let somebody else that's, share. That's great. Well, thank you, um, Nora. Nora. <laughs> no, there you are. 
Hi, hi, it's Norris looking from Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> Welcome from Phoenix. Anyway. <laughs> yep, from Phoenix, Arizona. Anyway, I remember way back when I learned how to ride a tricycle and I used to go, I was in front of my house in the small town of Pleasantville, New Jersey. It was fun. I used to live in South Jersey and I used to play indoors with my little things and my sister was four years older than I am one day. But anyway, we, uh, she, I remember when she used to try to teach me how to tell time and those fun things and I used to play with uh, blocks and I remember doing that as real, when I was real little and playing outside riding the bike, learning to ride a bike and down the sidewalk up to the street corner and back. And I remember those old-fashioned uh, telephones where you turn, turn dial with the rotary phone and watching ah. some of the old black and white TVs and the color TV. So I remember those fun, fun things. I remember when color TVs first came, started coming in, my <laughs> grandmother, I don't know where she ever found this thing, but there was a, there was a, a screen. The idea was to simulate color TV. And she had, we'll say it was a 21-inch television, which was a big TV in those days. And yeah. it was a plastic, it was like this piece of plastic you taped over the front of your screen. And it was blue on the top, green on the bottom, and this kind of pinkish color in between. It was supposed to get you the idea that every picture you ever looked at had a blue sky and grass below it. <laughs> For the longest wow. time, we never could understand what was so wonderful about that. But I remember they did, they sold them back in the day. It was, it was to, to, to turn your black and white TV into a color. It was oh, um, very strange, but <laughs> my other I grandmother, like my other grandmother one night, it was New Year's Eve day, and she called the local TV station, uh, not TV station, TV repairman, and said, I want to call a TV for the Tournament of Roses tomorrow. And that was the first time I ever really sat down and watched something in color was the Tournament of Roses parade. Um, probably about 1965-ish, something like that. Uh, that was really cool at the time. Well, I thank you, Nora. You're welcome. Um, One more thing. Sure. I'm sorry. Sure. I'm, I'm, my grandmother got a regular color TV and it's green sometimes. And it's green from part of the screen, but that's old-fashioned TV. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think awesome. so. It was, yeah. So the color wasn't too great in the in the early in the very beginning of it, but it was a lot better than than what we were used to on a little twelve inch black and white. <laughs> Gene That's Man, right. you must. Gene Man has to have a story for us. <laughs> Gene, you want to uh, unmute? I have several stories I could tell, um, but. <laughs> I grew up in Buffalo and um, in New Buffalo, New York, and the neighborhood was all young families. Everybody was, you know, had kids around the same age. So I know there were five of us. There were seven across the street. There were nine next door, you know, and there had to have been at least nine, nine girls that were within, well, 
my age or a year older. I was figuring it out the other day. So um, there was always, like you said, zillions of kids to play with. You just went outside and you could always find somebody. But the other thing I was going to talk about, my grandfather lived on the lake, on Lake Erie. He had a cottage, which he eventually converted into a, a all-year-round home. But we spent every Sunday out there all summer. And, you know, sometimes we stayed for a week or a few days. And there were 17 cousins on my mother's side. And then there were kids that, you know, had summer cottages out there. And then there were kids that lived out there all year. And my grandfather had worked for the Parks Department in the city of Buffalo. So he would get old stuff that they were going to throw out, like swings. And he had a a regular playground. He had swings. He had slides. He had teeter-totters. He had sandbox. And then he would get parts, and he would make bikes. He had a whole garage full of bikes. He had a big bar in there. And he saved all the bottle caps from all the beer that everybody drank. <laughs> Not us, of course. And, and there was a big ice bucket full of bottle caps. So we used to pretend that we were, you know, serving drinks and stuff. And the bottle caps would be our tokens. <laughs> yeah. And, and we just, we had fun. And we, we all had, everybody had station wagons at one point. And I remember one time we were little and something happened. And my parents, we were going out there for the weekend. And my parents got a late start. So they they um, got us ready for bed, and they put blankets down on the back of the station wagon and pillows, and we oh, went man. to sleep back there. You would never do something like that today. We just laid back there and went to sleep. And when we got there, they brought us in, put us in beds. So, and and sometimes, you know, besides all the cousins, your friends' families would come. There was always like zillions of people for years and years. We did that. Um, so that's that was that was my summer. I can remember besides going to camp. That was the best thing. We were just always out there and it was fun, you know, and, you, you know, there were, the rules were much less stringent than when you were home. You could pretty much do what you wanted. There were two beaches nearby you could walk to. And they always made sure there was at least one adult down there with us. But, you know, there was always a bunch of us down there. There was a, a store that had all kinds of like penny candy and stuff. One time we found a bunch of money on the beach. So we took it, we went to the store, and we bought all kinds of candy. I can remember that. Just all kinds of fun things like that. But I, I What kinds of penny candy? That's a whole yep. topic unto itself. Yep. What kinds of penny right. candy do you remember? I remember the Mary Janes that used to get stuck in your teeth. Remember them? I <laughs> yep. And um, And the, the oh, what were those little things called? Well, the fireballs. I remember the fireballs. My brother loved those. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stand them, but that's all right. And the, um, the, well, we used to get a lot of bubble gum. I'm trying to think of some of the other things we used to get. It's, I went more. Remember huh? the little, we call, I don't know why, we always called them Frenchies. Remember the little nougat? It was like a nougat. It was, one side was pink, one was white, and it had a couple of little pieces of like dried candy, like fruit, oh. like dried fruit inside. I don't remember just, them. They were only like about an inch high and about two inches long. I don't remember them, but I remember some square little things that were like a, almost like a caramel. I don't know. Oh, I remember the round, the bullseyes. Remember bullseyes? Yeah. yeah. I think, the, I think they still make those actually. I remember the Rupert, Rupert barrels. Remember them? Yep. Yeah. And, um, uh. And the strips, uh, and of course, we, and then you'd always get the boxes of the candy cigarettes. And, oh, yeah. And yeah. the strips of pills. We used to call them pills. Remember yeah, the and strips then they had of the paper with the little pills? Little piece, yep. And yeah. then wasn't there a little piece of candy or something in the middle of all that? Yeah. 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 
I went well, more for the nickel candy bars myself. Nick, well, I grew up in Necco country. What did Necco stand for? New England Confectionery Company. Oh. And oh. so we grew up on everything Necco. The bullseyes. Um, oh, what was that thing? I always like sky bars. Yep. Um, uh, Necco wafers, all that kind yep. of weird stuff. That, 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 uh, their factory was right in Leachmere Square in Cambridge, in East Cambridge, and it always smelled so good going by there. <laughs> My brother said when they were practicing for their first communion, the nuns used to give them Necco wafers to it so they could get used to it because they were like almost the size of a wafer. And so they would give them Necco wafers and then they could, you know, practice like swallowing them or something. (laughs) (laughs) Something weird. (laughs) I don't think I, I don't think St. Agnes school nuns ever thought of that one. (laughs) I guess whatever you got to do to get candy, you know, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) No, I just, I remember those days and you, like you said, you just went outside and you always found somebody to play with. And, you know, if you were going to go inside somebody's house, you had to get permission, and if you were going to go more than about a block away from home, you just said to your mother, I'm going over to so-and-so's house. And you went. That's true. All yeah. right. Well, thank you, Jean. Oh. And um, area code 314. If you can unmute, I'm guessing that might be... Uh, uh, and this is Rick. That's who I had a feeling it probably was. Hi, how are yeah. you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Getting ready to uh, take off to Vegas tomorrow. Ah, yes. Yeah, me and Merrill. Well, you have a wonderful time. Tell me what what you did 30 years ago. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I can tell you this. One of the best memories that I had as a kid was when we were stationed on Guam. Well, like I said, I'm a military brat. My dad was Navy. He's in the Seabees. And we were friends with this family. This guy was this guy was Hawaiian. His wife was Japanese Okinawa. Fixed some of the best fried rice around. And every time that I went to see them, they always had Hershey bars for me. They knew I liked Hershey bars. And I loved those people to death. Those <laughs> were great people. You know, when I met them. The thing about it is, with me, is I traveled... Around the United States, I've been overseas. I was uh, with people, around people of different races, people of different cultures, people of different religions. Uh, a lot of the uh, rock and roll R&B, because that's what my music is, the taste, blues was a taste of good old rock and roll. I knew this stuff. It's like I tell people, I knew little Willie John, and I knew Billy Ward and the Dominoes before I ever picked up a Braille book. I knew that's all right. Mama was Elvis before I heard what a Braille writer was. And it was like I was around with a lot of that kind of stuff. I grew up with it. And the thing of it is, even up to this day, I play. I I still play and listen to it even up to this day. But it was a very... Wonderful that I was around these uh, people. It was quite a golden era. Yeah. Thanks so much. You um, Ann Brush, if you can unmute. Uh, hi, I um, 
I think you're right. I always had uh, people around, um, and I did hang around with a lot of my friends and play Mother May I, you know, on your driveway. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Was that like giant steps? You know, I can't even remember how to play it anymore. <laughs> this is just not good. I should look it up on Google or something. <laughs> but my uh, main memories is that I used to hang out with the guys. Uh, I used to hang out with my brother and his friends, and they were dangerous. And, you know, my mom, you know, we had a lot of freedom in those days. I mean, your mother was kind of watching out for you. I mean, you know, but they weren't watching everything that you ever did um so you know i was like i i would crawl in a box one time and somebody set it on fire oh my god oh yeah well it was okay i mean it didn't hurt anything i mean it wasn't like you know terrible and then one of the guys left me out in the street in a wagon one time and then another one left me up in a tree one time i was there for three hours um and then another time you know uh, there were people, they asked me to go headfirst down a slide into a bunch of leaves. My mom probably would have had a fit if she'd known I was going to, and I did it. And the truth is, it, I did end up in a bunch of leaves, and it was really uh, wonderful, actually. But the trust thing was amazing, and the, and the way that your parents let you live without constant, uh, you know, observation and let you be the person that you were, it, it was just really great. I mean, you know. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, one of the things you made me think of just now is that wonderful smell that I think is totally illegal in most places these days of that wonderful aroma of leaves burning. Oh, yeah, fall. right. That was constant yeah. then because it yeah. is illegal now. Yeah. Yeah, there's very few places I think where you can do that anymore, if any. Right. But that's you make some very good points, Anne. Thank you so much for joining us. Stick around. We're going to do a few more in a little while. Um, Mary, you yes. had your hand raised. Hello. Hi. Um, I remember um, growing up, and I do. I Like everybody else, I remember all the freedom and how wonderful it was to just go outside and, and knew that you could visit other people and with all the freedom and just play outside and do whatever you wanted. Um, but I also remember um, when I was a real little kid watching um, Leave it to Beaver and Dennis the Menace on Sunday nights, and and um, that was always fun. And in the morning, Captain Kangaroo, that type oh, of thing. With Mr. With Mr. G- Green Jeans. Wasn't that his name? Yes, Mr. Yes. Green Jeans. Yeah, yeah. All those uh, little kid fun things to do. And it, it was fun. I, I used to love, and Lassie. I remember Lassie. No, oh, it was Lassie yeah. and Dennis the Menace, yeah. And, and uh, you know, all those things. And then I also remember Woolworths. Remember Woolworths? You could go in there and find almost anything. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. I still miss Woolworths. It was so much fun in there. And anything you could ever want was in there somewhere. And Yeah, you know, oh, I, I, I think so. I think so. You could get anything from, I don't know, underwear to table coverings, it seemed. <laughs> and candy and makeup. It was amazing all the things that you could get in Woolworths or 
um, Grants. Grants was the other one near us. It was W two Grants? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep, I remember that too. And I remember in Woolworths you could eat at the counter, and they had wonderful um, banana splits also. Oh, I must have been in a. We must have had a small Woolworths. We never had a counter in there. Oh but. wow, we did. <laughs> well, near where I live, they did. The one yeah, in downtown. Boston did, but not the one out, out. I lived about, I'm from about seven miles west of Boston in Arlington. And it was oh, a small I know town. where that is. Really? Oh, Arlington is a wonderful place. Yeah, but we didn't have a, we didn't have a counter in, in, Grant, in Woolworths. But to make <laughs> up for the only it, thing, to make up that for That was the it, only we, thing wrong with that. That's well, the only no. thing wrong with Arlington, right? The, well, <laughs> but to make up for it, we had a Brigham's next door. Oh, <laughs> Brigham's oh, ice cream was nice next door to Woolworths. <laughs> that's wonderful. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank I'm you. going to move on to our streamer has his hand up. Larry, what do you want to remember from remind us of from yesteryear actually it's about 50 years ago i have two stories because gene reminded me and 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 i think i think i can tell these two stories they're camp stories and statutes of limitation have run out <laughs> the leadership i believe is now gone so i don't even think they even know about this or knew about this well, they're up in heaven, john said they're in heaven they might find out about this for the first time <laughs> I even got John to actually come in after he just finished working for Disney. He's done. And I said, I need help telling this one story. And he doesn't even know what it is, but he'll know as soon as we get to that part. He'll know what he has to do. The first story is we were at Camp Bloomfield in the mountains of Malibu in 1970, 71. And we were counselors. And there were kids, lots of them. No, no, no. We were campers. Pardon me. We were not counselors. We were campers. And so we're in the mountains, and each of the classes were at various locales at camp. This one happened to be at the playground. And, of course, since you're in the mountains of, at camp, in the Malibu Mountains, it's, it's rattlesnake country. But, but they never wanted to say to the kids, could you guys stop where you are? There's a rattlesnake right in front of you. They never wanted to do that. Would have, would have scared the hell out of the kids. So they had a, so they had a code word. And the code word was, Attention, attention, maintenance, could you bring a jeep to the playground, please? The word jeep meant rattlesnake. So John and I are playing in the playground, and we're wrestling. And John said, what would happen if, this is not the story, John, what would happen if, and I said, I don't know, if I, I don't want to do this. He said, no, 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 let's do it. So we're wrestling, and all of a sudden, the kids whom we're wrestling and some adults who happen to be near nearby hear, <laughs> and you hear, attention, attention, maintenance, please bring a jeep to the playground. <laughs> we cleared the playground. They had no idea where those snakes come from. They never found them. But so, you know, they could have come from the brush. Who knows? <laughs> and then eventually our counts, one of our counselors knew that if we had done that before, just in passing, we had made the sound. So he said, you know, I think it was one of you guys. And if you ever do it again, you're never coming back. 
<laughs> so that was the first story. Now, I didn't expect John to help on that one, but I do expect him to help on this one. And this one, you know, this is under the Department of Kids, really should not be so stupid. We really shouldn't have done that. But it was fun. But So there's another story about John and I are up the hill in Boys Town, which is up a hill, and the, and the bathrooms that we had in our cabins echoed. They reverberated. Because of the tiles. Because of the tiles in the bathroom. So we said, hey, man, this would be cool. What if we were to do like air aid signals in the bathroom, the sirens? And and so I I said, look, I'll go up. I'll do the route, John. You go a, a relative third above me. And it would sound like this. And we did this. And it sounded like... Now, we didn't know that our counselor had just returned from Vietnam, and oh he dove God. under a bunk. It scared, literally, literally oh it scared him to death because he was used to those sirens meaning attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So we were stupid then, and some people would say, Melanie might say we're stupid now because she knew us from high school. But that's yeah. why we're not going <laughs> to give her a chance to talk right now. <laughs> I think Melanie just might be ending. Oh, I think I'm going to go make dinner. <laughs> Actually, I'll have a lady on the other room while I do it. So those are two stories. There are a ton more, a ton, ton more. But we'll wait and shut up and let and somebody despite else. Despite all of that, oh, they no, did no, have a. Just happens that Melanie is hey, next you're okay. in line. You're okay. Larry. Despite all that, we were counselors. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> but not for long. Oh, Melanie. I could tell stories. Yes, I know you could, but but then again, then again, so could we. Well, yeah. Ooh, now that so would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, great, though. I never heard those camp stories. Oh, my God, there's a bunch I more. to the same camp. Oh, I can, I can easily believe it if you, told, if you did those things. I mean, I mean, then they were very good too because I did a stupid thing when I became a counselor. I led people up to up the hill, and you don't do that because they're rattlesnakes. Mm-hmm. You can fall. And when they came back, they said, "Attention! Could all of the counselors who just became counselors come to the office?" So about six of us came. Two of us were blind. They never mentioned me by name, but they did rem- said, "Remember, we picked you because of your judgment. We picked you because we know that you." You shouldn't do things that you shouldn't do. They never mentioned my name, but I knew who they were talking about. So did I. <laughs> and so did John. <laughs> okay, I will be quiet. This much. I remember that you guys always took lots of risks. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, will, I, will, I will refrain from saying any more, but everybody at school also knew that. Yep. So we wore catcher's masks in school because we ran everywhere and we, we ran into poles and knocked ourselves out and stuff. So they made us wear catcher's masks from the time we they left. Used to meet them at, in at the, the bus. Morning, at the bus when make them put them on and yep. they would wait till the bus came at night to let them take them off. <laughs> I remember John said, you know, what would happen if I jumped up on this fence and then jumped off? Because the masks should protect me, right? It didn't. Oh my god. It did not. Yeah, he knocked himself out. He's just as stupid now, but that's another story that we'll get to. Don't call me stupid. Get out. Get out. No, no. 
All right, I, I'll be quiet. I don't think we've talked before, but you certainly seem to be a, a major part of these stories. Now we're we're beginning oh, yeah, to understand were. where where Larry gets all of this. Yeah, from. John actually instigated he instigated all of it. I I said no, we can't do that. We shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh-huh. yep, pretty much. Okay, I'm I'll be quiet. <laughs> Uh, we're on the subject of school um and since i'm unmuted do you remember did you guys play jacks on the playground that always seemed to be a girl thing at recess at our school but all the girls used to sit on the playground and play jacks or in the hallway at recess i remember playing jacks occasionally it was never one of my favorite games but I didn't like it that much either, but I wanted to be included, so I tried really hard. <laughs> I wasn't coordinated enough to do very well. Uh, me, I wanted to be included, so I decided that I would learn to be a long-distance swimmer. <laughs> ah. And I had, I, I had passed the uh, Red Cross life-saving exam for junior life-saving, which I think was supposed to be at age 12. I had passed that at age 9. And senior life-saving that you needed in order to be a lifeguard, like a, like they were going to let me go out and sit on a chair and watch kids 150 yards out. Probably never going to happen. Um, but I had passed that by the time I was 11 or 12, something like that. Oh, wow. So uh, then we just got into long-distance swimming. But, um, that was, but that was my goal on... On mixing in, you know, I have to be, I have to be a leader in this, in this motley crew. And, uh, I did that too, but I did that in the, in the, I remember we used to play spelling baseball and I was always one of the people that managed to get home runs because I could spell big words. Oh goodness! Athletics was not my thing. No, that was the only thing I liked. I liked swimming, and I and I did like tobogganing. Loved tobogganing. But well, I was in California, so we didn't do that. No, <laughs> I was in New England. We did. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else in my family liked to ski. I fell off the lift going up the first time and said, "Somebody's giving me a message up there." And I'll stand. At least my my rear end is right down, just above the ground on the toboggan. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good to me. That made sense. Oh goodness! Well, thanks, Melanie. Uh, sure. Fun, fun discussion. Yeah, I just think it's going to be it's it's fun. We've got some other things we can talk about in a few minutes too, but I want to let Mary. Um, I think this is the one, Mary from Long Island. I think. Can Mary, you hear me? There you are. Yes, we can. Okay. I I remember when I was back in middle school, I was a Girl Scout and I I I bought I brought the um the Girl Scout form to to school and I filled it out and whatever who wants to go help keeps and my whole dining room one one year, one time was all filled up with the Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> it's crazy. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. 
That you know, that's something. That's something that kids. I'm sure people don't want kids doing today. So we used to go around to every house in our neighborhood and just knock on the door yeah. to sell Girl Scout cookies. And we just—I I really hadn't even thought of that one. And you know, there'd be some grumpy old man that'd tell us to go away, and. Then we just kind of learned, ah, you don't go to his house anymore. <laughs> you know, or, um, all you knew who the real soft touches were. I know in my neighborhood, it was, um, Mrs. Cavalli. She, the, the woman was about 95 years old. She lived alone, but she would do anything to support us kids. And she'd buy like 15 boxes of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I swear she ate them year round practically. Um, but you make a very good point, Mary. Thank you. All right. I'm not seeing any hands at the moment. So if anybody would like to chime in, you're more than welcome to. Um, a couple of different topics have just come up in my mind while we've been going through all of this. Um, and I'm just wondering who has a favorite snack or, uh, uh, no, a favorite toy, a favorite toy from when we were kids. What was the one thing you wanted Santa to bring or the one thing you wanted for your birthday at some point in time? I know for me, it was a Patty play pal. (laughs) Um, Donna Brown. So I had several, of course. I, I always wanted everything, you know. <laughs> especially if like we all. <laughs> especially if other kids had it, whether it be the kids at school or, you know, wherever. <clears throat> um, <laughs> one of my favorite, and it was really ridiculous. When I was young, I had a little tiny bit of vision, sometimes enough to kind of get me into a little bit of trouble. But I used to love those spinning tops. Um, you know, where you crank the thing and, and it spun and, um, because I, I could obviously sort of feel the, the breeze from it, but I could sort of see it well and hear it, you know, but I, I could see enough a little bit to, to kind of see it. And so anyway, I just, I just love that thing. <laughs> <laughs> there were several, but that, that's the one that sticks out in my mind. Jean, man, what was your favorite thing you had to have? Well, there were two. When I was in second grade, I used to watch this program called, um, it was Santa Claus. It was on for 15 minutes, and somehow somebody had a tiny tears doll. So I decided I had to have a tiny tears doll. The only thing I didn't like was, you know, it was one of those ones that you you, gave, they had had a little bottle, and you would feed it water, and then it would pee pee all over the diaper. And I hated changing the diaper. <laughs> and then My when I was said, in, no, go ahead. I was going to say when I was in fourth grade, I wanted a set of Braille dominoes. I had a, my, my Braille teacher, and I went to public school until ninth grade, and she used to get me things to bring home for the summer. Like she got me dominoes. She got me a Scrabble game. Um, she'd give me different, I don't know how she got them or where, but I'd get to bring them home for the summer and play with them. So I had a set of dominoes for the summer. So my mother evidently told um, one of the area Lions clubs that wanted to know what I wanted for Christmas, that I wanted dominoes. So they came to my house a couple days before Christmas with this package, and I knew what it was. 
but my mother wouldn't let me open it till Christmas. <laughs> it was a set of Braille dominoes. My friend and I used to play with them all the time upstairs in, in the room, our room on the floor. We'd spread them out and play. Yep, had to have those dominoes. I actually have never played dominoes. I've never figured out if there were rules to it or. There were, and I don't it's remember any of them, but I do remember playing it with them. Rick, what did you want? Rick, you can unmute if you want. There you go. Yeah. Well, I never was. Well, can't really think of any toys or anything like that off the bat. But it was right after I got married. My late wife was from St. Louis. We got, uh, she was a sighted person. We got married in Little Rock, where I was living. Uh, this is November the 24th of 1997. Well, I put her on the plane. She flew back to St. Louis, and I got stuff closed out, got everything taken care of so I could move up there. Well, I moved there on December the 12th was when I moved up there in 97. And the next day, well, her dad came over and picked me up. Picked the two of us up. She didn't drive anything like that. Uh, she went places. She went on bus. So we went out to his. Uh, I guess it was his his house. Uh, the family was out there. They had uh, she had had a birthday December the second. So they were celebrating her birthday and somebody else's birthday as well. We having a, that kind of thing and. There was a kid that was there, and he had this little toy, and they called him the Blues Man. Of course, me, I'm a Blues Man myself. But I can tell you, I was telling her later on, I said, I had that thing, I would drive people up the wall. (laughs) I'm not sure if you pulled on the string. Or if you shook it, exactly how it goes. But I can tell you how it goes. And the pool, whenever they did what they did, this thing would be on the guitar, and he'd be singing. He's going, "Was a night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Oh, Santa Claus is coming! Yeah, he's coming to town." And yeah, there were a lot of those type of, of and, dolls and men, uh, yeah, and, and things like that he, in those days. And he did that, and I, but I told her later on, I said, I can tell you this right now. If I had that thing, I would drive people up the walls. <laughs> you probably I, I would have. You probably so. Thanks, Rick. Nora. Well, yeah, hi, Nora. And I, I, uh, well, I remember about toys. Is I used to like playing with Legos and another kind of a toy I like for even my birthday or Christmas. Uh, one Christmas, I got a thing called a light bright from oh, the toy called yeah. a light bright. And you light bright, yeah. Yeah, I remember those things, and that's <laughs> It was very fascinating to me. Different colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the light bright. Those were kind of cool. 
I remember my sister had one of those. I remember my sister had a light bright and I had a, what was the other thing? Etch-a-Sketch. I had the Etch-a-Sketch and she had the light bright. Yeah, Yeah, those were fun. Uh Melanie. Thank you. There are two things that I remember um, as a kid, uh, actually three, but I used to play with Tinker Toys a lot because I used to like to build them. But the funny one that I remember is I used to think the world of um, magic slates. And it wasn't because I drew on and then you peeled it up, picked it up and. Yeah, and, it made, and it would disappear and then you could start over again. <clears throat> yeah. And I used to like to make it disappear because when it disappeared, it made a noise. <laughs> I didn't care so much I'd draw on it just because I knew that's what you were supposed to do. And I would, you know, try to draw pictures the best of my ability. But, of course, I had no vision. So, um Everybody would just humor me when I said, I'm going to draw a picture of, you know, whatever. But I used to like to draw because then I felt like, okay, now I can make the noise and making the drawing disappear. <laughs> That's funny. Those were fun. The, that, yeah. that magic thing. I had forgotten about those. Yeah, was, you're saying that sketch reminded me because we had one of those too, but I preferred the magic slate because it made more noise. <laughs> every time when I was sick, my mother would get one and bring it to me to play with in bed. Oh, that's sweet. Anne Brash, you have something that you remember. Well, um, Penny Playpal came out right before Patty did, and I was really young, and it said that, you know, it would be as tall as you, and I just thought that was the coolest thing in the entire world to have a doll that was as tall as me, you know? <laughs> and, um, and then Chatty Cathy um, was, yeah. I forgot what it said, I can't remember, but I just pulled that string until it didn't work anymore. It said, I'm Chatty Cathy. Yeah, that's 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 all it said. Drink Ovaltine. Oh, no, I didn't say that. (laughs) But the thing that I wanted most in my life, and I was probably a little bit, I maybe was in seventh grade, was when tape recorders first came out, you know, little cassettes. And I thought that to get a tape recorder was the coolest thing in, in the entire world. And it was the night before Christmas, and I was so afraid that, you know, Nobody was going to get it for me, and I was almost sick because, you know, and my mom said, do you want me, you know, to give you your Christmas present early? And I said, no, I don't, and then I couldn't sleep all night And anyway, but <laughs> I w- she got it, and I was delighted, and that was the best gift in the entire world. Oh, that's neat. That is neat. And we have an, a new person, uh, Jeff, Jeff M. If you can unmute. Hello. Um, hi. Couple, couple. Hi. Couple things I remember when I was a kid. Uh, I grew up in northern Minnesota in a little town, and our TV came from Duluth, which was an hour and a half away. So the TV signal was a little wishy-washy. It was kind of light snow all the time. We had one of those came in from New Hampshire that way. <laughs> <laughs> but anytime I wanted to watch PBS, the that tower must have been 
further out or something because that station, you could hear it, but the whole thing was snow. And so the only way we could watch it is to go outside and turn the TV antenna using a pipe wrench. And so my, you know, I asked my dad to buy one of those electric rotors that would turn the antenna. And oh, he's yeah. like, well, no, if you want to watch PBS, you just have to go and uh, grab the pipe wrench and turn the antenna. And then when you're done, turn it back. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, uh, I kind of missed out a, a lot of uh, Mr. Rogers and all that Sesame Street stuff because it was, you know, hard to pick it up. But one nice memory I have is, my dad and I would watch the Apollo takeoffs and oh, yeah. it was, it was a black and white TV and it was in the living room, which the TV faced South. So South sunlight would shine in. So it would kind of wash out the screen. So my dad and I would take a big um, blanket and wrap it around the TV screen. And then we would huddle down in there with a little <laughs> tent and, and watch the Apollo takeoff. And that was you know, that was a really nice memory. He, in general, was not very connected to the kids. So that was um, a really nice memory. Indeed. So, yeah. And then jumping forward in time uh, to probably later 90s, I, whoops, I have a um, sound here that I can play for you that probably brings back a whole bunch of memories to people. If we can do it very quickly, because I just realized we only have two minutes left. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speech on. The wish nose twitch. Ringtones. Heading. The wish selected. Dial and modem. Actions available. There we go. Selected. Dial and modem. Speech off. Oof. Sound of a touchstone phone. And dial up. That's what I think he's getting at. There it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zoom canceled it out, most of it, but we we did hear uh, it. Was it? Yeah, it was dial-up. Was it's the it? sound of a modem connecting. Yep. Yeah. The handshaking oh. of the modems. Yeah, handshaking oh, yeah. of the modem. Yeah. Oh, my and that goodness. Was, that was our first access to the high-speed World Wide Web was that. I played it for my nieces and nephews, and they had no idea what that sound was at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I hate to interrupt, but I'm going to just for a minute because we are almost at the end. But if people would like to stay on, I've got several hands raised. What I want to do is thank Desi and thank Larry for their assistance with tonight's show. This has been a lot of fun. Um, we can continue on for a couple of, for a few minutes after we go off the stream, but I just wanted to uh, thank everyone and welcome everyone back next week. We are going to do, it's September 17th, which is Constitution Day, but it's also halfway to St. Patrick's Day. And a lot of people remember last St. Patrick's Day, I went a little over the top and ran about four different programs, I think, um, on books and all of that. And we're going to be work books and literature and language and Irish music and that. And we're going to kind of just consolidate it all into just uh, up 
pick me up and get ready for next St. Patrick's Day. It's halfway to St. Patrick's Day party next Friday night. And I look forward to talking with all of you then. And that should take me to you, Larry. Okay, so we'll disconnect. Hang on just a moment. Thanks.